Welcome to the Expert Edge podcast. In this first episode, I want to share with you not only my journey, but how you can build a successful and scalable expert business without sacrificing your entire life. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So hi and welcome to the Expert Edge podcast. Colin Boyd in the driver's seat and I am really excited. How are you? How are you doing? Hey, this is the first podcast I have ever recorded. Now, we've I've done a bunch of interviews on other people's podcasts before, but this is the start of a project that has been kind of boiling in my heart for some time now. And I am... I'm really excited about where this thing is going to go because uh, for me now, I've been in the expert industry uh, for just on 12 years as of the recording of this podcast right now. And I don't know about you, I don't know how long you've been in the expert, uh, kind of the expert space for, but what I know is that it's still such a new industry. And uh, I'm just excited to share the wisdom, the ideas, the failures, the challenges, all of this good, you know, all the good stuff, the helpful stuff, if you are running an expert business. And so my goal is to create a relationship with you. I, I want to be a a confidant. I want to be someone who's having a conversation with you. Now, I, I know that it's very one way, but for me, whenever I speak on a stage, my the feeling that I want to give the listeners, uh, the audience, is that it's like having a conversation. It, it's almost like if you were to come over to my house and we were to have a glass of wine in our lounge room, is that we would just have a conversation and it would be a conversation where you leave and you feel more empowered, you feel excited, you feel more optimistic about your life. And, and that is the goal of these conversations that I want to have with you today. Now, uh, a little bit about me. Uh, obviously, you can hear I am Australian. You can hear my accent. Uh, but we, you know, we moved to the US a couple of years back. We've got two little kids. We live in Newport Beach in California. And I'll tell you what, I was, I was chatting with uh, with an Uber driver just the other day. Holy moly, the weather, <laughs> hopefully I won't mention it too much. The weather in Newport Beach is like out of control. Uh, we come from Sydney, Australia originally. and uh, But the weather in in Newport Beach is just insane. Like I don't even use the weather app anymore. It is literally like, uh, it's. I'm like, what is the weather going to be like tomorrow? Perfect. Now, so I don't want to mention it too much because uh, you might be in a place where the weather isn't as good. But I tell you what, uh, it is a good, definitely a good space to live. Now, when we first moved to America, uh, I remember going into the grocery store and we were like, I was pretty exhausted. Uh, we'd obviously moved across the country, uh, sorry, not country, across the world. And uh, and I remember going into the grocery store and I just, I, I, needed, I needed a drink. And I went up to the, I went up to the deli uh, that was like kind of where you buy your meat from. And I said to the guy, hey buddy, uh, do you know where I can get a beer? And the guy kind of looks at me a little bit weird. And I thought, oh, maybe he didn't hear me. So I said, oh, I said, do you know where you can get a beer? 
And he, he says back to me he, with this confused look, he says, be. And I remember hearing the word and thinking, you're right. I'm like, I'm like, what is that word? And I said, no, a beer. And <laughs> the guy's like, all right, a beer. Absolutely. It's in the second aisle just down the left. Right. And that was kind of like my intro into the US. Um, <laughs> but but uh, I've gradually gotten better at communicating uh, with people here. And so hopefully if you're American, you're listening. If you're Australian, you're obviously going to understand me. But if you're American, uh, you can still understand what I'm saying. And so my intention is is really to be able to connect with you, is to have a conversation where we're on the same page and connecting you. And even more than that, exposing you to bigger ideas, exposing you to bigger thinking. I'm excited to do some interviews on this podcast and the exposure level, because this is what I know is that as you get more exposed to bigger thinking, to different ideas, to different philosophies, your world grows, uh, your thinking grows, and when that grows, your beliefs shift. And when your beliefs shift, your identity shifts. When your identity shifts, your actions shift. When your actions shift, you see different results in your life. And so this project of the Expert Edge podcast is really about uh, helping you to access more of your potential. I know for me, one of the biggest kind of purposes of my life is to get to the end of my life and to look back on it and go, I really accessed the potential that was on my life. And even more than that, I helped other people to access the potential that was on their lives. And in terms of the name, like the expert edge, uh, for me, yes, it's about the expert industry, which is obviously coaches, speakers, uh, seminar leaders, uh, content creators, like all of this kind of expert industry space. But for me, more than that, it's about the edge. And the edge is about what is the thinking, the philosophy, the beliefs, the methodologies, the practices that people who really get ahead in this industry are using and doing. And so the focus of it is really in doing that and with this caveat. And the caveat is that it's not in not to the detriment of your family and of the life that you want to build. Because I don't know about you, but I have, you know, I've seen a lot of people, you know, skyrocket, literally just go through stratospheres in this expert industry. And one of the problems is it's been at the expense of their family, at the expense of their marriage, at the expense of their relationship. Now that might've happened to you. And there's no, honestly, there's like no judgment. It's simply looking at how do we build a holistic life in this expert industry? Because I tell you what, being an expert, being a speaker, a content creator, it takes a lot of you. I mean, when you think about it, you're a personal brand. And so whether you're delivering a keynote, whether you're delivering a podcast like this or a Facebook Live, it takes a lot of you. And what tends to happen is that as you give more and more of you, sometimes what's left over for your family, what's left over for your, you know, your husband, your wife, your partner, your kids is not much. And so I really want to be able to build a tribe of people who are leaning into creating a holistic life where you build a lifestyle that is making an impact, making incredible money, incredible income, but also building a family, 
uh, uh, if that's what you want to do, like building a life that you can look back on at the end of your life and know that you're really proud of. And so that is my purpose. That's the intention of this uh, of this podcast. Now, the expert industry is is phenomenal. I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably in this space. You're probably either like a content creator, a thought leader, a course creator, one of those types of people, a speaker. And the opportunity that we have right now is phenomenal. You know, the future of this of this industry is continually moving on and on upwards. And there I just think there is no other industry right now where you can make as much money, have as much freedom and contribute and make as much impact as this particular space right now. And so when you get the formula right, and when you start implementing it on, you know, on new levels, what you're going to notice is that not only your world expands, but your lifestyle expands, your opportunities expand. And so this is just one of the most exciting spaces you can be in. But for me, it didn't start here. Where it started was I was working in a, in a corporate office. And I remember sitting at my desk, I had my big PC in front of me and my manager at the time came up to me with an orange envelope and she said, Colin, we need to have a conversation. And she pulled me into her office and we sat down and kind of opened up the envelope and and realized it was a letter from the CEO basically uh, outlining that our entire department was being made redundant. Now, I don't know if you've been made redundant, had that gift of being made redundant before. But for me, it definitely came as a shock. And I remember kind of going through this process of what am I going to do with my life? What are, you know, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? And, and during the process of kind of being made redundant, because it took a while, was I actually started studying life coaching. And there might be, you might, you might have studied life coaching or something like that before, but it's kind of an odd thing when you think about it, you know, like, I mean, you understand university, you understand school, but to study life coaching, I remember uh, at the time, it was actually my youth pastor at the time who kind of got me into this space and uh, and and I started studying life coaching and, and I remember just being so excited about this space because I thought about it. So I was like, hang on. So I get to go to, I guess, a school in a sense and learn about how to perform at my highest level. And so I was I was doing a diploma of life coaching at the time and just really enjoying the process of studying human behavior and what drives people and thinking and philosophy and all that sort of stuff. All the good stuff. And I remember getting to a point where I realized, hey, you know, I'm getting made redundant. I'm not going to really have much opportunity or money uh, anymore. And I was newly married and it was just this kind of like this weird space of like feeling responsibility as a husband and really also just um, wanting to go after my dreams. And (laughs) so I didn't have any clients. And so I thought, what am I going to do? And this was back in the day when the Facebook was pretty new. And so I like started direct messaging people. I'm like pulling people's emails. So basically doing all the stuff that now we learn is like, you know, probably not the best practices to do. Uh, basically, it's like, you know, you know, basically illegal. <laughs> you wouldn't be put like, we don't do that now, but right. This is back in the day. I had no idea what I was doing. And so I start emailing people 
and start like, you know, pulling old, old colleagues' names off websites and things like that and just emailing people, telling them about what I'm doing. And nothing's working, right? I'm really just like struggling. And so what I do, I come up with this idea of I'm going to print a piece of paper. It's like at the time in Australia, it's an A4 size. In US, it's like it's a US letter size. I print it out and I write, are you struggling with your life? Do you, do you need help in getting your life together? You need a life coach, <laughs> right? And so I, I create this like, it's like my first direct marketing piece. And I print it out and at the bottom, I managed to work out on a Word document how to turn so that my name and my phone number, my cell number, I could print it out like 30 times across the bottom and then I and then I got some scissors and I cut it so that you can imagine there's like little tabs running across the bottom and I head out into my local area. Now, I've got to say my local area at the time was not very affluent. <laughs> Like, you know, there were like burnout cars. Um, like it's, you know, it's not, it's not a highly affluent, high income area. So I don't know. I was I maybe wasn't looking in the right area as well. And so I, but this is all I knew. I, 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 you can imagine, I put it on the, the telegraph poles on the big poles on the sidewalk and I stick it on there and I wrap it around and I'll go, I'm going to leave it like half a day and just kind of see what happens. And I remember putting it out early in the morning before everyone was going to work. And uh, I come back at around lunchtime and I head back to the local area and I'm looking around at the telegraph poles and uh, one of them had like a few things taken. I think, oh my gosh, yes, this is working. Like people are, they're taking the stuff like this is awesome. You know, I'm going to get leads. It's going to be hot. Like I'm going to build a business. And I remember going over to the other side of the street. And as I start walking across the street, I notice that there's like all bits of paper like flying around. And I look at it and I realize that people had just been ripping off the pieces of paper and just throwing them on the ground. Like, and I remember going to one of them and the whole thing was gone. And and this was before I kind of worked out that these were my pieces of paper lying on the ground. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, all of them are gone. Like this has been a win streak. I'm, I'm going to be like flooded with clients and they're all thrown on the ground. And that was my kind of first experience of direct marketing. That was my first experience of like my best kind of marketing. And so basically, let's just say I'm in Struggle Street. Like I'm living in Struggle Street. I remember landing one of my first clients. And at the time, uh, he was a, he was a one-on-one coaching client. And I remember at the time, I think I charged him like $125 because that's what my coaching school told me to do. And we did one session and it was like it was like per session, right? We did one session, then we did the second session, and then he basically didn't pay for the second session, and then I was really struggling to get him to do it, to, to uh, continue on, and he wasn't paying and all this sort of stuff. And I remember just thinking, far out, man. I, I feel like I really want to help people, but this is not working. And this is not, you know, this is not something that is going to work if, if this is how this business runs. And I remember the time when everything changed for me. What, what happened was I got a referral to a free speaking engagement. So this free speaking engagement was referred from one person to another person and they couldn't do it either and they gave it to me. So, 
you know, it's not really a hot lead, you could say. Like it's it's a thing that no one wants to do. And I remember designing the presentation. I think it called I called it like the six secrets of success, right? Because I knew so much no much I knew so much success back then. And and I I put it out there and the event organizer uh, advertised it to his his group. And he, I remember coming into the night. It was literally a dark and stormy night. I'm walking up the stairs with my amazing wife, Sarah, who I know you're going to get to know during the podcast because she, she's definitely going to come in. She's like a superpower to what we do in the business. And uh, we're walking up the stairs, dark and stormy night. And I walk up to the event organizer and he comes over to me and he says, Colin, this is so exciting. It's the biggest turnout that we have ever had in our history. Like this is like their annual event that we run. And so for me, that was like the worst news because I'd never done a like a professional speaking event before. And I was petrified. Like like prior to this, my wife had been basically giving me free counseling and mentoring for the last like six weeks leading up to the presentation because I was so nervous and so freaked out. And so I come into the presentation and I remember standing in front of the audience and being petrified and seeing my wife in the back and I'd even hired a videographer because I thought that's the thing you're supposed to do. So I do even have video of my first presentation. And I gave my best speech ever that I could at the time, right? The six secrets of success. Essentially, I just taught some some uh, human behavior success principles, which to be honest, I still teach today, which is so funny. So the stuff worked. But at the end, this was the moment that changed my life. At the end, I made an offer. So the offer was, I didn't know this at the time, but it was an irresistible offer. And I offered to the audience, I said, hey, I'm going to give away six free coaching sessions. If you put your details in the back, I bought this vase from the dollar store, the 99 cent store. And if you put your details in the back, you'll go in the drawer. I'm going to give away six free coaching sessions. Now, what I didn't articulate was that it was six individual coaching sessions. So what happened is I ended up getting 125 people of the 137 put their details in. So first of all, it's my first legal database, right? (laughs) So the one that I didn't kind of get off Facebook at the time. And then, um, so I've got this like instant database. And then from there, um, I basically... Uh, after that, I like start emailing them and start like getting in contact with them and I do a whole bunch of coaching sessions and then what happens, I end up signing like 12 or 13 coaching clients out of it. And then from there, I end up, I end up landing a really big corporation gig. And that was for me, this like epiphany moment where I realized, wow, that in one speaking engagement, in one night, it was literally in one night, I had transformed my expert business and I had a full client load and I had some corporate opportunities that were paying me significant money at the time that was completely changing my life. And so for me, that experience was like this revelation, this insight of like, there are specific things that you can do in your business where they can significantly generate opportunities far beyond other things that you can do. And part of the conversation that I want to have over this project 
is really giving you insights into those. And we're going to interview people because there's various different vehicles that you, use, that you can use. And but for me, the stage was was that vehicle for me and it still is for me and and if if you've done our paid program which is sell from stage academy or you've done a mastermind program or things like that like you know my obsession with the stage and i think there are so many stages now there's at the time there was really just like live stages but now like there's webinars there's videos and all of them for me are like they're a stage that you can really utilize but for me that one opportunity fundamentally changed my life and so my obsession, my obsession is really helping people to get confident, to get effective at getting on stage and using the stage to generate clients. I think it is the most um, effective thing that you can do um, in, this, in this world to really grow your business. And so this podcast is going to be an eclectic blend of my philosophy, of other people's successful philosophies within this expert this expert business. And I'm, I'm just really excited. I'm excited to help. I'm excited to uh, help you to move forward. Now, I wanted to share with you like one idea, really one idea today is that to build a life in this expert industry, who you are on stage needs to be different to who you are on stage. Sorry, off stage. Who you are on stage needs to be different to who you are off stage. Now, when I say that, something in you might go, oh, what are you talking about, Colin? Because don't we need to be authentic? Now, I say this because it, it, it is a little bit kind of edgy in our, in our world because we are in the authenticity industry and everyone talks about being authentic. Now, I'm not talking about not being authentic on a stage. So when you're on a Facebook Live, when you're on a webinar, when you're, on a, when you're doing a presentation, when you're talking with a client, I'm not saying that you can't be yourself. In fact, you need to be yourself. But there are different parts of you that need to come out when you are on stage as opposed to when you are off stage. So let me describe to this. The, your off stage world is when you're at the dining table with your family, when you're playing Lego with your kids, with your four-year-old, when you're having uh, a D&M with your, with your best friend. Um, that is off stage. On stage is when you are on a webinar. It's when you are doing a presentation. It's when you're doing a keynote. It's when you're running a workshop. It's when you're with a client. It's when you're running a mastermind. That is on stage. So what I'm saying is that I've watched people and as you get more and more success and as you start learning the ideas that we're going to talk about in this conversation over this podcast, what I've noticed is that if you don't delineate between who you are off stage and who you are on stage, your on stage will actually destroy your off stage. And you've I know you've seen it in people's lives. I've seen people's lives and as you and 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 what you'll find is it won't happen at the start, but as you grow more and more in your business and as you get more and more success, who you are on stage needs to really amplify. Like you need to you need to really amplify all the different parts of you and bring more of you out on stage. The more charismatic, the more effective, the more bigger, the more vulnerable, the you know, the more of who you bring on stage, the more powerful you're going to connect with your audience and the more successful you're going to be on stage. But if you bring the same mentality on stage into your off stage, it's actually going to implode your off stage. So if, I'll give you an example. 
when I'm speaking at a keynote, I'm when I'm speaking on a keynote, who I am on on stage is I am more controlled, I am more direct, I am more. Uh, I'm just bigger, right? I'm louder. I'm using my outside voice, all that sort of stuff. But who I am when I'm playing Lego with my daughter is I need to be patient. I need to be empathetic. I need to be uh, just reflecting what she's doing. Does that make sense? And so what I'm saying here is that if you can't contextually switch between being on stage and off stage well, it's actually going to have a detrimental effect on your life. And so my question for you is, are you consciously being aware of who you are off stage and who you are on stage? And you might need to actually amplify who you are on stage even more. Like you you might need to bring more of you on stage than you are right now. And what I've found is more and more as I've keynoted and spoken at conferences and and become a speaker and had that in my repertoire of my business is that I have to become bigger on stage. And the biggest stages that you feel like I've spoken to like basketball stadiums, you know, like thousands of people. I think one of the biggest audiences I've spoken to is around 7,000 people. Um, But for me, you know, being on stage on big stages, you have to really expand and amplify who you are. But when you're when you're at home, when you're talking to your daughter, when you're talking to your son, when you're talking to your friend, your wife, your husband, who you are needs to be really different. And this is one of the conscious things that I'm really continually working on to ensure that I have success in my whole life. And like I said, this podcast is a holistic philosophy of how you can build an expert business. And I and if you resonate with these ideas and these values, then I know that you're really going to enjoy the journey that we're going on. And we're going to bring about insightful concepts and ideas and insights into building an expert business and really getting acceleration and momentum in terms of what you do. And so I'd love to know from you, you know, like as you're thinking about, as you're writing this down and as you're thinking about it, who do you need to be off stage and who do you need to be on stage? And when you make that clear delineation, what do you need to amplify more of on stage so that you're bigger, you're a bigger version of who you are? And who do you need to, what parts of you do you need to amplify off stage when you come down from the stage and actually connect with your friends, your family, your, your kids, all that sort of stuff? And I'm not saying that it's not about being authentic. I'm saying that there are different parts of you that you need to bring out to be actually successful. And if you don't understand those parts of you coming out in the right context, you actually implode your life. And so, hey, today we've had a conversation. We've had a conversation about the intention of the Expert Edge podcast. Uh, My intention is to create a relationship with you that we would just have a conversation, a transformational conversation that you would leave more encouraged, you would leave more thoughtful, you would leave more insightful from our conversations that you would apply it to your business and you would apply it to your life as an expert building something that is significant. And so what I'd love you to do right now is to, I want to connect with you. And so if you are connected with me on Instagram, uh, you can follow me on Instagram with Colin Boyd. Uh, It's just at Colin Boyd, C-O-L-I-N-B-O-Y-D. And if you've listened to this first episode, take a screenshot of it, share it in your stories and let me know 
you know, what you thought. Let me know um, what was most helpful. I'd, I'd really love to connect with you and I'd love to have a conversation with you especially on Instagram. It's one of the easiest things to do. Just take a screenshot, share it in your story, um, tag me. And uh, hey, I'd love to uh, connect with you. Guys, it's been a pleasure having this first conversation with you. We've talked about this idea of on stage and off stage. There are plenty more to come. I could talk about it for hours, but uh, I wanted to keep this short and punchy so that you just get a taste about who I am, my philosophy, and I'm excited to build this journey with you. Have a great day and we'll talk soon. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.